Hey, welcome to Trust the Bachelor Process, a podcast where sisters Alex and Sarah Franklin bring on comedians to recap Bachelor episodes and reflect on their own journey with Bachelor Nation. Enjoy! season like this okay guys well first of all thank you so much again for joining us we are hoping that everyone is staying safe and is doing well yeah um, yeah in their individual pods that are their homes um, and if you didn't tune in last month alex and i are um distant because of um coronavirus reasons but i also moved Across right. the country. Yeah. We got a big life update. It's great, juicy. You'll hear it all about it. Yeah, I don't feel like doing it again. So just go back and listen. <laughs> go back and listen to the Mesnick episode, uh, or the yes, the Mesnick episode. Um, we have a very, very special episode for you guys today because it's about a season that Sarah and I are particularly passionate about. I've always been passionate about it, but rewatching it was. Such a special experience. I mean, it was religious experience. I didn't feel differently that it was like I didn't feel differently. Like I didn't watch the season and then be like, oh, maybe it wasn't as fun as I remembered it. Like, no, it was as fun as I remember it. Dare I say, maybe better? Than well, I remember. it's so wild watching it. I, I I literally texted you, Alex the when I watched the first episode and I said like watching Ben Higgins step out of the limo for his first time on The Bachelor was like an out of body experience like it didn't feel like Ben it took he took my breath away and I didn't even know <laughs> uh, like I it took a, again a, a little bit for those two sides to merge like the Ben we know versus child that we saw on tv i know i know like it it didn't feel like the same person not not to say that ben is like oh so different now but it's just so much has happened so much has happened to that young man and wow all of them i mean to all of them i mean it's crazy and we'll get into it more in detail but so many of these men who were adversarial towards one another ended up becoming best friends they're all they're all best friends now like it's so wild like they're all best friends they're all on each other's podcast like this season chris souls and kaylin bristow's season fostered them the biggest players in bachelor nation hands down the best group of guys and women obviously off of crystal season um, that this franchise has ever known. And yeah. this was right before the social media storm kind of hit. So you you did get a little bit more of authenticity. You did get that um, anxiety of, as to whether or not these people were doing it to become Instagram famous. Did yeah. they become 
Instagram famous? Obviously. But this was before they knew what the potential well, was. I think that the women coming off Chris's season are the ones that really kind of started this. And I don't I don't want to say trend, but they saw an opportunity in Instagram after the show, not before. But once they came home, they realized the influence that they had and they were able, you know, to build careers off of that. Um, so, I mean, really smart women too. <laughs> smart women, smart men. I think I, the men on this season, I believe the median age was about 30. I know. Even, well, because Caitlin, I think was 29, right? No, she was a little bit younger. I think she might've been 27 or 28. Britt might've been 29. Wait, I'm pretty sure Caitlin, when she was talking to Ben, um, about his age, she was like, oh, I'm going to be 30 soon. Oh, in two right. months. I think she said 30 in two months. I think that makes sense because I think she's 34 now. All right, let's go with it. I okay. love it. Um, okay. okay, so this season started off interestingly. Again, let's uh, let's paint a picture here. It's, pre, it's post-Chris Souls. It's pre-the Instagram post. I think Chris Soul's season was incredible, but him as a lead was less than compelling. And yeah. the franchise knew they needed to do something to switch it up and there were two fan favorites coming off of soul season and those two women were Britt and caitlin two very different women but two awesome gals in their own right so instead of picking one they decided that they would pick two and then let the men decide which one they wanted to become their bachelorette i so this Oh, go ahead. Main way to start the show. Sorry, yeah. go for it. No, I was going to say, I think that this is the dirtiest thing that Bachelor Nation has ever did, done, um, or like, sorry, Bachelor producers have ever done. And I think it's, it's equally, maybe even worse than making the women stay in the same suite during Fantasy <laughs> Suite Weekend. <laughs> like, those are the two worst things I've ever seen Bachelor producers do. This one was particularly bad because for these two women, it was like, oh, either you are going to become the bachelorette and you're going to become the most famous person in the entire world, potentially find your love, or you're just going to go back to being a normal civilian. Yeah, or you like literally like head back to the hotel in your converse. I never think that either of these two women would ever have trouble in the real world finding something. <laughs> well, but. Britt was like a huge, after this season, Britt was like a huge deal in LA. Like Alex, you and I both lived there during this time. And we like, I saw her, like, I think you've seen her like a lot of, she was like a big, like kind of presence. A lot of people were like, oh, I saw Britt this weekend. Didn't you see her lighting a cigarette with a restaurant candle? I did not, but one of my friends did. That so is she like took the hottest thing I've ever Yeah, heard so of. she like took the candle outside from the restaurant and lit her cigarette with it. So freaking badass. I saw her in Hollywood. Um, sorry, this is getting like really LA, but like in Franklin Village, basically, like right under the bridge where Gower and Franklin meet, like right off the freeway. That's where I saw her. And it like Oh, at Cafe 101, right? I, I like stopped. Well, I did I saw her on the street, but that's oh. where I was like headed. And I like was I stopped like dead in my tracks like and, and I had a moment where I like couldn't breathe. And the friend that I was with was like, are you OK? And I was like, Brit, it's Brit. And he's like, I don't know what that means. 
I believe on an old, old episode, our guest Mike McClendon um, so, used to see Brit in his neighborhood. And he oh, just, yeah. He used to tell us where he lived. I wasn't sure if that was because he didn't want us us to let us know where he, <laughs> he was protecting Brit. <laughs> I'm sure but he was protecting both of them. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she was, like, a big presence in L.A. Like, people knew about her. Yeah, she, she was out all the time, apparently. Yeah, I mean, yeah, apparently. Outside. You couldn't go outside without seeing her. Um, so, oh, yeah, do you want to go? I was just saying, so when the men picked Caitlyn, they had, like, I don't see this ending without them, like, forcing one of the guys to, like, chase after her and, like, so they could, like, have she could still have a love story like I don't know how any like if it if Brit was chosen as the bachelorette Sean B would have been chasing Caitlyn you know like you couldn't have had this conclusion without like just sending them home and letting them cry in their hotel room and being like I'm never gonna find love and then just like go on their merry way because when that happens in just like a regular season and you're just sent home you have the potential of becoming the bachelorette. So it creates the story around you. But this, the whoever got it sent home this first night was never going to have that opportunity ever again. Yeah. No, I mean, like essentially like they had it, they had to pretend that what they were doing wasn't dirty. Yeah. But making America feel okay that there was some goober that. <laughs> I know. So this love story with Brit. And I think that how they made it seem in the editing, at least they made it seem that Brit was very confident that she was going to get picked. And Caitlin was Brit very confident that she was not going to get picked. I will say after watching like the first few guys, I was just like, Oh, everyone's into Brit hands down. And then yeah. again, there was all the producing and editing. And then the tide seemed to sort of turn to Caitlin. Um, yes it was kind of like it was so crazy to see guys coming in Ben Higgins being one of them being like I really came in thinking I'd pick Brit but then I talked to Caitlin and I was like no I like Caitlin better and I was like this is oh, really sad I for Brit do I remember that completely oppositely like I remember Ben saying please correct me if I'm wrong I thought I remember Ben saying I came here for Caitlin but when I saw Brit I lost my words okay I think he said something like that, but he did vote for Caitlyn because he said once he talked to both of them, it like he just had a better conversation with Caitlyn. That's because Ben is everything and we will get to him. He the is the perfect Ben. He, there was a reason he was The Bachelor. Like he walked on. I, I think that the show must have cast him knowing he would be The Bachelor. Tim, my sweet roommate, walked out and he was just like, every time I'm walking out of here, because I, I was just obviously like, it was like a two-day binge. Yeah. Two-day binge. And, uh, binge. I love it. And he was like, every time I come out here, you look like you're in love. <laughs> and the rise. Oh, my gosh figure in bachelor nation history yeah two great figures two great figureheads because we also got nick eventually but we'll get to there i i um, mean alex i think we've got we have like 10 great figures 10 great figures again <laughs> hands down the greatest group of men ever i know uh, 
So, unfortunately, they sent Brent home. Chris Harrison, for somebody who's, like, beautifully tactful, which is why he's had his job for so long, was, like, kind of ruthless about Brent being like, yeah, no, you have to just go. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he was like, okay, no, seriously, get, like, get out. Like, get out. Like, he drew it out, like, like a TV show, because that's what he's doing, because he knows TV. But he was like, so... We counted the votes. The men made their decision. <laughs> this is what they're thinking. And she's like smiling like it's going to be her. That it's going to be Caitlyn. <laughs> <laughs> and you literally, like, I need you to go now. <laughs> like, can I at least? No, you cannot. You need to go. And I'm, I'm too, almost too bored to talk about it, but Brady going after her, like, he, like has there ever been a more boring guy? <laughs> no, that I, I know. There was, like, no, I'm so grateful, so grateful we didn't have to watch him on that season. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. And things worked out well for Britt. She's married now. I believe she's expecting a baby. Like her husband is so cute. Like there was any world in which he wouldn't be. Yeah. And by um, the way, she's not married to Brady, but that's fine. She's married to like someone cool. Oh yeah. No, somebody great. And then what we got, what America got was hands down. I know I keep saying hands down, but this is (laughs) the greatest bachelorette in history arguably one of the most the greatest seasons of television yeah i think like i think about like episodes of tv that changed me yeah yes buffy season two finale um game of thrones heart home um Um, the oc when um what's her face dies and he's carrying her and episode four of freaking Caitlin Bristow season of The Bachelorette. In one episode, we got a, a Clinton JJ fight. We got Tony. We got Nick in the mix. It was just so much happened in this one episode. And I was just like, wow, there's before episode four. Episode mm, four mm. And, there's- and then there's after. And I am who I am because of who I became after season four. Episode four season yes i know i'm with you it's like it was it it was so iconic there is no there really is no better moment than nick by all coming back oh my god okay so there's truly so much to discuss i like i i think we could probably spend the rest of our lives talking about it so Mm -hmm. let's just Let's start talking about our dudes. Yeah, um, so guys, we're going to break this down by man because obviously, like we said, major players. Major players. There's so much to talk about. There's so much to dissect with each gentleman, and uh, I'm sure we'll get on offshoots, but um, this is the best way that we thought we could organize it. Yeah, because there's so much to discuss, and Alex and I just like started talking about it, and then we were like, okay, we can't just like talk. <laughs> okay. Okay, boom. First man, Ian. Okay, so I loved, loved, loved Ian. Every episode, loving him more, loving him more. Ian's the guy, love him. So handsome, so smart, so fun. And then he goes out, is the biggest 
douchebag to ever walk planet Earth. Ian was such a disappointment. Like, we get his intro package. Like, he was this track runner. He went to Princeton. Yeah, he got in this major accident. Like... He was in a coma for a little bit. You never thought he was going to run again. He got back on his feet. Like, he just, like, kind of had this, like, beautiful story of resilience. And do you remember what he said to Caitlin when he got out of the limo? No. Okay. So he was really kind to Britt, and he was like, "It was. it's so nice to meet you. I'm so excited to be here. And then he went over to Caitlin, and he was like, hey, I'm here for you. I want it to be you, and I'm going to make sure that happens. And it was so hot. <laughs> I know. Poor Britt, though. Yikes. <laughs> I heard it because he was quite respectful. He said it in her ear. And he, like, whispered it. Yeah. I, I mean, everything about him was perfect. He was my perfect Ben up until the night he left. I, Alex, what? I actually don't understand what it was. Was I, it a bruised ego? I, I think that's exactly what it was. I think, like, he is somebody who is objectively stunning. Like, Tim, when he came out uh, of his bedroom, like, Ian took his breath away. He's like, I've never seen a hotter man. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Obviously has his credentials. He went to Princeton. He told us many, many, many times. I think he was so sick and tired of – putting forth all of his energy and not being having that reciprocated yeah. and instead of looking inward or not even necessarily looking inward and just being like, maybe she has chemistry with other guys. Right. Instead of just accepting, like maybe we're not supposed to be together. He had to say that she's not even that hot. (laughs) He had to blame her. Well, there's gotta be something wrong with her. Like, She's not deep. She, and then the guys are not deep. She's here to make fun of or make out with guys on TV. He was like, I thought I was here to hang out with the girl who got her heart broken by Chris Souls. I didn't think I was here to meet the girl who wanted her field plowed. And it was like, whoa, bro. Like, and then, and then, oh my God, in his breakup with her, he was just like, she's like, yeah, I have a sense of humor. And he was like, yeah, and do you think a sense of humor is what you need for a long-term partnership? How, like, by the way, bro, yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, when I was getting married, you know, people are like, oh, you know, like, what advice do you have? You know, you look at, like, the couples that have been together for, like, 20-plus years, right? The number one thing everyone has ever said to me is – You've got to make each other laugh. It's the most important thing because life is really hard. And if you can't make each other laugh at least once a day, it's going to be miserable. It's so true. One of my best friends, her parents had like a beautiful, beautiful marriage. Her, um, her, her dad passed away tragically. and uh, But every at the funeral, I remember everyone was talking about because they were so passionately, deeply in love. Like, the entire time like it was just like so hot forever and uh during one of the speeches it was like well what's your secret and her mother said he still makes me laugh and like just because you and and they have the most beautiful love story I've ever heard like just because you are funny doesn't 
Gene, you're not a deep person. Oh, oh, I know. They're not mutually exclusive. But like, uh, but Alex, I do agree with you. Like, do you really think sense of humor is the most important thing in a marriage? Like, I actually, I think, One of the I, I think that it's um, at equal to like good communication. I do. Okay. <laughs> like, you're right. Let's sense of humor should line up. But like, yeah, if you're not laughing, you're not living. And I also believe that Ian thinks that, but he just needed an excuse to point at to make Caitlyn seem less than. And he used one of her greatest, most beautiful strengths against mm, her. Yeah, I you're right. Handled herself in that moment. But it, the one thing that made me upset for her, and I believe she would probably say the same thing, was she was like, well, he like she was like, I'm I might not be as deep as you. And I'm like, no, Caitlin, you are as deep as Kate, you are. I feel like Caitlin is like a person in my life that I learn so much from even today. I mean, she just put out like this amazing song, right? I'm like obsessed with it. I have it on repeat. It's this like really fun pop song. Guys, everyone should check it out. It's called If I'm Being Honest and it's amazing. It's amazing. And she, and when she released it, she was like, you know what? I've recorded, like, it's been over a year since I've recorded this. I never thought that I would push this out, but like, you know, just the circumstances of everything right now, what's going on. Like, I just really wanted to like be brave for myself. And just a moment like that meant a lot to me as just a fan who has followed her for so long. Like it, if she just is somebody that I feel like I continue to learn from because she always is actively working on herself and trying to become more aware and trying to be more present in her friendships, her relationships with her family. And she really, really speaks loudly about that, that I feel like it helps me. And then if I feel like if I fall short, she talks about her shortcomings as well. And and it, I don't, she's just like a girl that I know I've never met, but feels like one of my best friends. She is deeply empathetic and kind and brave and beautiful and all of those things make her wonderfully deep and fuck you Ian for producing her on the denominator and by the way when Ian left <laughs> after criticizing her for being a slut uh said man I need to go have some sex <laughs> I know <laughs> This guy, yeah, he sucks. I'm over him. I'm done. Biggest disappointment. Like, I was just like, when I first met him on the scene, I was like, oh, he is one of my top. Like, I am. Right. It was so like, wait, I forget why this guy wasn't The Bachelor, you know? <laughs> he is. He did, too. Apparently, he was upset. <laughs> All right. Do you want to talk about Josh? Oh, sweet Josh. Josh, Josh the Welder. Josh the Welder. <laughs> there has never been a more earnest human being. Oh, he's so sweet. <laughs> he welded Caitlin a beautiful rose. Hasn't didn't kiss until college. Learned thing <laughs> about sex from watching his cows. <laughs> I know. He's like everything sexual I ever learned was just from watching the cows out on my farm. <laughs> 
he was just a sweet soul who was so in over his head. Who like, had to describe, who had to explain what periods were to, to, a to the third grader. He, I believe he called tampons tampons. <laughs> <laughs> and then he said ripcord. Uh, <laughs> um, what a sweetie. So earnest, so sweet. Uh, during the Amy Schumer date, <laughs> his soundbite, which I love, and I quote for many years to come, was, Amy Schumer, we're talking about an excellent comedian here. <laughs> so sweet. So good. So good. <laughs> Do you remember my favorite moment of Josh's during the season? Because he so badly wants to be a tough guy, but he just, like, so sweetly is not him uh, on and he's like trying to be all like he's trying to show his bravado or whatever and he was just like and after all the guys are questioning him specifically Tanner which we will get to Josh is like I have a question you had your season why now it was just like she's a cool chick he's like oh oh she's a cool chick she's just a cool, she's just a cool chick she's not an amazing woman and Nick's like, I mean, she's like, I mean, she's like, whatever you want to say, but like, you she's like, she's just some cool chick. She's an amazing woman, Nick. So what do you, what do you think about his departure? I, I yeah, I, I agree with Sean B and because Caitlin obviously like trust Sean B and loved him from like moment one. I was glad that he was the person to say this so he could drill it, you know, so he could get that point of cross. Um, Not that I think she was ever going to stay with Josh, but like, or pick Josh rather, but just that um, she could know that he wasn't a bad guy was like for Sean to come out and be like, I feel really bad for him because I do think that those other guys were like, were not being forthcoming about their feelings. Yeah. Exactly what happened. So sweet Sean was just like, I'm going to come forward about Nick. And at yeah. this point, the Nick stuff had already been kind of resolved. And it was basically like, this is ha- – we told Caitlin to her face that we were cool with it, even though we think it sucks and we're talking shit about Nick behind his back. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to be the one to, like, let you know that he's bad news. And I think – that actually Clint, who we will talk about, was right <laughs> at After the Final Rose. It's not up to you, sweet Josh, to decide what's right for Caitlyn. It's uh, to Caitlyn decide what's right for Caitlyn. It's not Josh picks a bachelor for Caitlyn. It's Caitlyn picks a bachelor for Caitlyn. Um, but I believe his intentions were incredibly pure and that the rest of the guys just let him sink. And yeah. that, with his... <laughs> The haircut where she just ruined his head. She destroyed. I was actually going through her Instagram. She recently posted about it because she was like, um, wonder why she posted the video. I was like, wonder why Jared won't let or sorry, Jason won't let me give him a haircut during quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) She literally just shaved a giant bald spot into the side of his head. It was crazy. Um, I feel very bad about it, but I just think he was over, in over his head, genuinely one of the kindest people in maybe planet on planet Earth. Yeah, just, I love him. I wish him well. 
totally emotionally intelligent. He ended up going on to do Bachelor in Paradise and like hooked up with Tenley while like JJ was like, I'm gonna fuck her. Right. <laughs> JJ. Right, right, right. Well, I don't think that they fucked. I think they just like made out. Um, but uh, I, he's also so handsome and I'm sure he is so fine. Yeah, and I'm sure Caitlin's not mad at him, but I was just, I was happy that Sean said something because it had to be Sean to, like, it had to be Sean to say it. So. Um, so you want to talk about Koopa? I do, just briefly. Um, I'm good briefly talking about him too. Koopa was also a bummer to me. I also feel like he did a similar thing where, okay, I don't necessarily think his position was wrong, but I think his execution was terrible. And that's exactly what I was going to say. I don't, I don't think that what he was feeling and it w- was was off I think he probably was pretty accurate I you know I I don't want to like accuse Caitlin of being like trying to fill like a certain quota of like diversity on her season I, I, I don't think that Caitlin was calculated in that way but I think that his feelings were validated but he executed in just I mean just so just mean, just very mean. So, for those who didn't watch episode two or three, um, Cuba basically accused Caitlin of like fulfilling, like keeping him around to fulfill a quota, like a diversity quota. And like, if you are to look at the history of the franchise, that is typically what happens. Like, diverse people don't usually make it past. Honestly, the history is like, and this is. I mean, it's hor- it is horrible, but the history is like two people of a, you know, two non-white people. One kind of gets loose kind of early. One kind of makes it far. And that's typically how it's gone. Yes. And um, I think uh, I don't want I have no idea what, what was in Caitlin's heart and soul and what was going on behind right. the scenes. But like. Um, I definitely think his concern was a valid one, but I also didn't think he went out of his way to try to connect with her. (laughs) Right, right. Like, it was weird for him to be like, oh, I hated the boxing thing. And she was right. She's like, well, you were really into it. Like, you were really into making sure your, like, moves were good and having fun working out. So, like, I just assumed you were really into boxing and you weren't approaching me. So I let you do your him having his wall up because of that like yeah I don't know like I am uh I mean again he went out terribly because he was like I don't want to go I think you're hot (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's actually I think exactly what he said but I get his anger and I get his frustration um right yeah I don't feel like totally qualified to talk about this right right um, I mean, listen, this has been an ongoing issue within the franchise. Ongoing. Yeah. I mean, even the fact that, like, that Rachel's, you know, Rachel's season, first of all, like, our first Black Bachelorette came way too late, you know? And then, like, yeah. it, it, just horrible things that people have said about Rachel's season. You know, it, it's just, it has always been a problem that this franchise has. And so, yeah, it's like, I don't blame him for feeling, like, having like that insecurity that that's why he was there. Yes. I agree. Um, 
Sadly, uh, he got too drunk and left with no attacked. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's talk about the greatest bromance in Bachelor history. <laughs> bromance in Bachelor history. Clint and JJ. Okay, do you think that they have, like, deep romantic love for each other? I don't know. I think that there is, like, I do think in general, or there is a contingency of men who are more, maybe a a majority of men, (laughs) (laughs) uh, who are more satisfied by their bromances than by their romances and like I think that they deeply deeply connected yeah and I think too and yeah not trying to generalize men I really I really am not trying to do that but I I think it's harder for guys to um maybe connect like I was I just read Untamed by Glennon Doyle and she talked about when she was married to a man um he (laughs) like he spent like five hours at a bar with his friend and she was like oh my god what'd you guys talk about and I guess this guy just had a new baby she's like how is the new baby he's like oh I don't know she's like well how's his wife oh I don't know and she's like asking him all these things about the guy like how is he how is he and he's like I don't know and she's like what did you talk about for five hours and he was like kind like soccer (laughs) and so like I think for guys, when you can find someone that you can really actually have like deep, meaningful conversation with that, that relationship can become really, really special. That I think that they did it kind of gimmicky in this season. But yeah, I do believe that these were just two guys that were able to talk about something other than soccer, if you will, you know. And it was so funny because, like, they were so into, like, guy talk. Like, like, <laughs> like villain's got a bill came out of Clint, I believe, that famous line. Villain's that, got a bill. Villain's got a bill. That show. Um, but, like, they, uh, I think you're totally right. I think that they just probably came from similar backgrounds. Apparently, like, gentlemen bond by doing things side by side with each other so I think that they would like watch each other jump in the pool you you start talking about turtles one thing leads to the other you start talking about deep family shit (laughs) well they did he did Clint I believe made one comment about them showering together there might have been if there was romantic love I believe it was probably more on Clint's side than JJ's. And I think JJ just loves male acceptance. Yeah, Uh, I I think you might be right about that. And I think why JJ was so wrecked when he did what he did is because I think... Oh, what a dirty move. (laughs) It was horrible. Sarah, do you remember? It was when you... That was the summer you came to live with Raphael and me. You and I watching that the three of us watching the clip of JJ slapping himself in the face. Yeah, it was it was really intense. So JJ literally throws Clint under the bus to Caitlin for no no reason. So bizarre. But I wonder now. I wonder now, reflecting on this, if JJ knew that Clint loved him, and he had to do something really drastic to tell him he didn't feel the same way. Wow. Sarah. And if that's how he did it. 
Maybe. And then I think he was like slapping himself in, in the face afterwards because he he it, that that's got to be hard. I mean, I <laughs> because he 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 loved like, him. He has love for him. I think that JJ is somebody that I have a lot of compassion for because I feel like he's somebody who earnestly tries things and fails at them. <laughs> like yeah. case of like him talking to Amy Schumer and like he's like I just like feel like and like really like being so into the comedy day and like just falling on his face because he'll say something stupid. Like I just feel like I'm ninety I'm smarter than ninety percent of the audience and perfect Amy Schumer being like, let me make you feel better you're not <laughs> and then like going all in on the rap date and being so excited about the rap date and then, like calling women whores <laughs> like <laughs> he's, he's, i could not believe the moment where he was like new york hoes <laughs> he's literally michael scott like he's just somebody yes hard for acceptance and, and i like, i do doesn't. i i do have sympathy for him I, oh, yeah, I, I do for him than anybody else. I think it's because he wants love and acceptance more than anybody. And he just does it wrong. <laughs> do we know? Is he like with anyone? Is he oh, like he's, he's married? Oh, good. Oh, oh, I'm so not that marriage is like the end all be all. But like you said, he's like somebody that need that like that's what he's was searching for. Well, and he had a beautiful daughter with his ex-wife who he cheated on, Ooh. which we like. Uh, um very uncool jj um and then i think you know what i mean i mean somebody that insecure i get it i get yeah it's uncool but gosh life is Uh, complicated but also like very complicated it is (laughs) yeah she's this like beautiful like ex like nfl cheerleader and she's uh stunning stepmom to his daughter and he made a beautiful mother's post about her and oh. he's like I easy being a stepmom um but thank you so much for all the love that you thank you for choosing us like I have chills I'm so happy to hear this all so sweet but so dumb <laughs> <laughs> let, me <just laughs> let me tell you something you're not <laughs> Amy, all those girls killed it so much on this Amy Schumer comedy uh, date. Because it was just like all of Amy's best girlfriends, like Nikki Glazer. I loved when Nikki was like talking to Ian and she's like, okay, so you have to make a joke about how you look like the old Spice guy. <laughs> and he's like, I do? <laughs> yes, Ian, you do. <laughs> he's like, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> and then like, I'm talking to Cupcake and being like, okay, you have to talk about how your shirt's the color of toothpaste. Because <laughs> you're a dentist. It is so good. I thought that the guys did really well on that date, too. Really well, too. And I, like, Amy he was, ugh, she just, I just love her forever. Like, like her, like, little side notes to Caitlin and her being like, okay, if I, like, hooked up with, like, a couple of the guys. <laughs> like, I'm like, because I, I feel like we're girlfriends now. So like, <laughs> um, and Caitlin to me are the same kind of girl because they both operate from a place of abundance with each other. Because she was just like, okay, say you kiss everybody, and like Caitlin's like, I've already kissed everybody, and like, 
Caitlin can keep up with Amy, and Amy will be generous enough to give Caitlin, like, yeah. I'm like, these are two girls that need to be friends. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're right. I think, and this is like kind of a realization that I'm having right now, but I think something that made this season really special, and this is kind of a good segue into our next guy, is for the most part, all of the guys were really down for these insane group dates because Caitlin constantly made them perform. Because that's like what she's into. She's into music. She's into comedy. It's her whole thing. She loves being on stage. She's a performer and entertainer. So she made these dates and all the guys for all but one were very much like, oh, I'm going to make a fool of myself. I'm going to be really goofy. I'm going to be really silly, but it's going to be fine because this is just all for fun. And that's what made this season really really fun and I think that that's what made it really fun for Caitlin and why she fell for so many of them you know um right. like willing to divorce their like self-importance yes just silly just be which, silly which is how you connect with people yeah um so do you want to talk about the one guy who is not down to do anything <laughs> Not down to do anything, and yet somehow still my favorite TV character who has ever lived, like, move over Tony Soprano and Walter White. Like, Tony, the spiritual healer, is coming for you. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I live in L.A. I'm a a very spiritual person. I kind of buy into everything. And even somehow Tony was a little... (laughs) (laughs) I do think that Caitlin approached it with kindness and it was well handled. He didn't like the sumo wrestling date because he didn't like that, you know, in order to win the female, I have to show off like my macho-ness and, and all like instincts. Like why do yes. I do my primal self when I am this enlightened part of humanity? Uh, I believe the exact words were, I view the world through the eyes of a child. I've got the, um, what was it? The, uh, oh God, it was so, some, it was so ridiculous. Something <laughs> of a, he ha- has this, the heart of a gypsy and a soul of a warrior, <laughs> I believe. I mean, that's, uh, that's beautiful. It is. And I... <laughs> And I do, I give Caitlin credit for being like, listen, do not do anything that you're, com- that you're uncomfortable with and letting him just like zen out on the balcony. But the way that he zened out was like still so aggro, which makes me think that Tony has like legitimate anger problems because he was like, what the fuck you guys? What the fuck? Why are we kicking each other's asses? Why can't we do something fun? Why can't we go on a boat ride? Yeah. Why can't we go to the fucking zoo? I actually, yeah. And he's like, no, I'm serious. I want to go to the zoo and imitate animals. <laughs> I, in retrospect, I actually do. I, while I appreciate wanting, you know, wanting to remain calm and like wanting to live your life in a very calm Zen way, I do think that. Tony has repressed a lot of anger and something maybe like fake sumo wrestling could have actually let him release 
some of that anger in a positive, safe way. It's. I think you're so right, Sarah. I think like the uh, the ability to sort. I think anger and and aggression is part of being alive, and mm. if you release that in a controlled space in which people are being safe, like, right? You have to let yourself feel it because then it comes out in ways that are unsafe. Or just weird, like making animal, like mimicking a zebra at the zoo. <laughs> I think there are really yeah, constructive. Honestly, things. like as an animal lover, that also like it makes me feel offended that he wanted to go to the zoo and imitate what they were doing. Also, like anger can be like a anger and aggression. You know, I'm about to have therapy in like 40 minutes. Good, uh, good. Be like very like good motivators and like move like moving change forward like they're extensions of your heart like yes Tony wasn't so afraid of his anger it's like what what could you do there buddy with your anger right uh and still be peaceful and at the end of the day who knows let's let's go to a fucking zoo let's 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 go hang out with the giraffes let's go (laughs) oh my gosh okay well because I want you to make it to your therapy appointment on time so you can release your anger and aggression in a healthy way let's get going because we're not even halfway done with these incredible oh guys okay. Joe. okay joe another person i loved the entire time his his he departure a, a wrestling date with his balls hanging out i know i know his but funny it was funny his balls hanging out it he I do think that his departure was not an Ian move. I think he was genuinely hurt. Like, I actually think his heart hurt. I don't think that Joe has the language Mm, to express. And I think he's a deeply sensitive person. Um, Yeah. I reality Steve's podcast and he works, he's like a horse trainer. He works a lot with horses and like, He's very perceptive about their personalities, which ones, like, like you know, are lazy versus which ones are the go-getters. Like, he's this, like, deeply intuitive, sensitive person uh, who just lacks the ability to talk and, like, I just don't believe has had to be vulnerable with other people before. We saw him completely fall on his face and look like a total jackass on Bachelor in Paradise. Um, but I think when he doesn't know how to express himself, he sort of turns into a petulant child. Mm. Mm. It's just like this, like, it's a skill set he doesn't have. And, like, honestly, it's a skill set that I just wish an entire generation of men um, were taught was okay to have. Yeah. I really think that this season should be studied by like behavioralist researchers, you know, people that do research the male psyche, Um, people, you know, people like Brene Brown that research vulnerability. And Mm. I genuinely think that this season provides a lot of insight. I mean, again, I, I... I learned a lot from Caitlin. I learned a lot from watching this as well. I genuinely think that in the last week of me watching this, like my communication with my husband got stronger. I don't doubt that for a second. I like, I, I do like, I, I do. I do think that 
It's because I watched this whole thing in a couple of days. <laughs> so interesting. Um, okay, let's talk about Tanner. Whoa. Tanner. Tanner is such a player. Like, not a player, but a player in this franchise. Like, he's such a whore. He, I would say, is one of the most famous people to, like, come out, of, like, within... Oh within bachelor nation like he's one of the biggest names Jaden tanner is like a catchphrase now wait sorry <laughs> jade no Jaden tanner's wedding was a catchphrase one season <laughs> Jaden tanner's wedding Jaden um, tanner's wedding Jaden tanner's wedding which by the way they're pregnant with their third child holy cow <laughs> but congratulations congratulations tanner was like very much the like narrator of the season mm. like he the sort of like the straight man to all the craziness that went on across the board. Um, he he started off a little rocky because I don't know if you remember he was the jackass, and I remember watching this and not connecting it to being it to being Tanner, who gave Brit a tissue because she cried so much. Yeah. <laughs> But now, like, one of his best friends is Ashley I, who, like, is the queen of tears within the franchise. (laughs) So I think that Jade and Tanner's relationship is, like, at the center of, like, of Bachelor Nation. Like, so much, like, exists around these. So Jade was on Chris season. Tanner was on Caitlyn's. And the two of them met in Bachelor Nation, or excuse me, in um, Bachelor in Paradise, got married, have this like beautiful growing family and they are looked at as like I think for a long time it was like um Trista and Ryan you know but now it's like it's Jade and Tanner who are looked at as like this example of what I could have if I make it through this and I find love yeah they're like the second wave of like oh this franchise works like you can build a foundation based on the people that you meet within the context of a community of hot nines and above hot (laughs) nines and above uh but yeah no tanner uh tanner was an interesting player this season because uh I, I didn't realize this at the time, but the reason he kind of rose and was like this louder voice was because of how much he hated Nick. Yeah, he, I know. <laughs> Which is even crazier. It's knowing- crazy because they are like best friends. Best friends. And Tanner is like throwing jabs. He's like, you want your 16 minutes of fame, Nick? Like- Watching this season was un real because Jade and Tanner J- Tanner is like in a way is the glue I mean he is best friends with Nick he is best friends with Ben he is like best friends with Caitlin I mean the these people have- are married yes yes like yeah. literally they were like you have to officiate our wedding because you made this happen and then he had a third child or a second child coming so he like couldn't go I know I know but I mean it was I I know right Sarah like he's like the connector he's the glue he is the best friend he's the glue that holds it all together it's wild to see him 
as somebody who just kind of like made jokes about him, he's just like around because like whatever. Caitlin doesn't even remember his name. And it's so crazy because Jade and Tanner is like the most iconic name in in my life, truly. <laughs> Jade and Tanner. Um, yeah, I am so happy that. And I also like respect his positioning. Mm-hmm. Like I get where he was coming from the entire time. Yes. Like, he was just like, well, uh, listen, we'll get to it when we get to Nick. But, like, I under, like I feel like his suspicion was healthy. And he has a very good way of voicing what the rest of the world was thinking. Like, he's a very good, like, voice of reason. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with you. And I think that he played this really, really smart. I mean, he didn't, like sit and whine that like Caitlin doesn't pay enough attention to him he was just like listen this is fun like I'm meeting my bros for life here and like I'm just gonna like make jokes with this like really pretty fun girl like along the way it's the right attitude to have yeah and JJ or uh, Clint be like I'm gonna manipulate this human so yeah. I fuck JJ <laughs> like Tanner is basically just like well why not? I'm here already. I love my dudes. Like- Watching his origin story was just, I, I mean, I, I really, I really recommend that if you, like you guys go back and watch this just for Tanner, because his, his origin is quite, is quite incredible to watch. Just like the growth that he's made. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We're getting into like bear, like we're getting into like iconic zone here. Um, I feel like, <laughs> We might have taken a step back with who we're going to talk about next, but he also is such a staple. It's okay. Yeah, I I know. Cup, Mr. Cupcake himself. <laughs> His real name is Chris, but he is just like the sweetest man and made like the funniest dad joke ever where he like is like, I'm a dentist, um, so I'm going to come out in a giant cupcake out of the limo. <laughs> That's funny, right? <laughs> It is so funny because I'm what has been very interesting watching this season is also watching how much I have changed mm. because I thought that Cupcake was such a twerp. <laughs> uh. <laughs> his, his departure date, I mean, when he is looking at Caitlin and he's like, he's like, she's a mess. Like something is going on here. How like how intuitive of him. He was so emotionally perceptive. Yes. She's also a stunning gentleman he is like he literally like my evolution has led me to believe that like cupcake is actually the hero of this story like yes cupcake is not a dork like cupcake is the person that i would want to end up with like literally like after my big breakup i like dated a guy and it wasn't until recently watching the show that i was like oh my god cupcake is that guy like that i like fell in love with i was just like this is wow that you want around not only is he gonna clean his your teeth (laughs) oh my gosh i mean just think of the expenses you save with a dentist you know yes like it was he was like such a good character he's also like so hot yeah, he really is. And you're right, but they kind of like made fun of it. I mean, I, I actually think one of my favorite moments was watching him audition for Aladdin and watching Ben Higgins trying really hard not to laugh. 
Because <laughs> he was like, I know Cupcake really, really enjoys this. <laughs> I love when Ben is trying really hard. Because like, Ben is such a good person. Yeah. And, he like, and, he does, and you know, if, if someone were to ever ask Ben about that, he would just be like, no, like, it's amazing that he, like, <laughs> had the opportunity to do something that he, like, felt so passionate about. Ben like trying to cover the laughter. No, sadly, he's just like, you know what? I'm a human. I can't not laugh right now. <laughs> um, the best. So this was also like one of the best group dates ever. They just like they auditioned to be in Aladdin and um, Cupcake uh, went out there and he like did his thing and he did it like so boldly. And it was between him and Ian and Ian they, with Ian. They were like, well, he has the skill. Mm. and with cupcake they were like okay he has the heart the heart he he doesn't know what he's doing and he's going for it um but he's not doing it ironically and isn't that what broadway's all about no i think (laughs) is very cutthroat (laughs) (laughs) well Um, i i loved this moment because we, you know, just from getting to know Caitlin more as well, like she, one of her dreams growing up was always like to be on Broadway. Like it was like something that she wrote down in like her goals journal when she was like 22 or something. And it was so awesome watching her achieve this goal. And something I kind of loved about it is like, it did not matter what guy won that date with her, you know, like this was her moment. And I do think that cupcake let it be her moment. And it was really cool. Exactly. That's what I loved about it being cupcake. It was that he recognized how much she appreciated it and was willing to meet her at her level. So she could have, what was really important yeah i know I, oh my god i just got chills i love this season oh okay nothing nothing better it was such a joy to watch like i'm seriously on cloud nine uh before we get into our next guy you guys we have something really important we need to talk to you guys about yes obviously we've been quarantining and alex and i um i guess like what i've been up to is Rewatching oh, old I'm- seasons of The Bachelor. <laughs> I thought you were just like drinking a lot of wine and like spending days in your pajamas. Both. I'm doing both. Um, I'm also though developing new routines. <laughs> routines. Yeah. Routines. First, that's what I meant to say. <laughs> well, specifically, I have been taking my vitamins. Yes, and so have I, and that's why we are so excited to partner up with Ritual Vitamins. We all want to do the right thing to keep our bodies healthy in the long run, but even if we try really hard to eat kale salads and drink green smoothies, which honestly is really hard right now during the quarantine, we are still most likely not getting all of the essential nutrients that we need on a daily basis. So these two easy-to-take capsules provide nine nutrients that you need to support a strong foundation for your health. Um, A couple of things that are amazing about Ritual is that they're traceable and transparent uh, for the careful label readers. All of Ritual's vegan-friendly, sugar-free, non-GMO, gluten-free, and allergen-free ingredients and their sources are out there for the whole world to see. Also, side note, I know we talk about this. It's because we're weird, but they smell so good. They smell so good. They smell so good. (laughs) 
Virgil's also delivered, which is a huge deal right now. I mean, you can get your essential nutrients, you know, without running your essential errands. It's something that can come to your door. It's only a dollar a day to have all of these nutrients that your body needs delivered every month. Like I said, right to your door, no strings attached. Yes, and better health doesn't happen overnight. And right now, Ritual is offering Trust the Bachelor Process listeners 10% off during your first three months. Fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women. It's a small step that helps you support a healthy foundation for your body. Visit ritual.com slash trust to start your ritual today. Awesome. I, can I just say, it feels like so nice to have a partner that has to do with feeling good about yourself. Like, Yeah, I agree. I just think like right now we're sort of in a place where it's like you got to everyone's kind of got to do them, you know, whatever is making you feel better and being partnered with somebody who is offering an option like it just it feels really gratifying. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I you know, these self-care, um, you know, the self-care trend, if you will, has kind of like become a big thing within the last few years. But I think right now people can actually understand the real importance of it. You know, it's not just like this fun thing to like post your face mask on Instagram. Like it's actually a moment to take care of yourself. So yeah, I'm with you. All right. Well, I mean, that's a whole other podcast and I've <laughs> about it forever, but <laughs> Five minutes left, and I have to talk about Ben Z. Yeah. Um. So Ben Z is okay. Alex, who am I thinking of? Because I, why did I, why did I think Ben Z died? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, okay. There was a guy on Andy season. Okay. Who looked, and who he looked like him? Okay. And he died in a hand gliding accident. Oh my gosh. Horrifying. So absolutely upsetting. But he looks like him, and he did not die, and he's alive, and he has a gorgeous dog. Oh. And is so hot, and like <laughs> able to navigate Caitlin's fear of birds during that weird escape room. <laughs> I actually don't. Yeah, that was like act. There were like real snakes in there. That was insane. <laughs> never do that escape room that was so fucked up <laughs> yeah I yeah no it really was I I I don't know that I understand why she sent Benzi home I don't know that I get it you know what's weird so like Benzi is such an anomaly because I feel like there was a period of time where the bachelor could have been either Benzi and he, Ben Z went on Bachelor in Paradise and it was like, oh my God, obviously all the women are going to pick him. And then nobody picked him. Like, I don't. Right. Yeah. And like, it's, don't, it sounds like he's still single. Well, I don't know. I haven't done enough of a deep dive, but like there's some intangible thing. I can't tell if it's like he's sort of a playboy and like wants to, cause apparently he was like a big, like slide into the DMer, mm. uh, gentlemen, uh, or if it's just like, there's something off about him, but he is like one of those people that I'm just like, why is he single? Because he comes across like he wants to settle down and he's like so masculine and like, so like, 
terrifying seeming that I, I right, I and it feels like he's had every opportunity. You know, I always hate this. Like, oh, why are you single? You know, like what? Like you're so amazing. Well, <laughs> billion reasons it just seems that he wants to settle down I know and it feels like he's had opportunity to do I and like he's the one making the effort and reaching out and like wanting to be with you know whoever and it's the yeah. he it feels like he's the one getting rejected I don't know I don't know it's crazy to me because like he's such an obvious like hot guy he's hot guy. he's kind I don't know. We got Ben Higgins as our bachelor, so I'm okay with it. But um, Oh, my gosh. Thank God. <laughs> but, yeah, no, he is sort of a mystery. And he's, like, one of those guys, I guess you just, like, can't really lay your finger on it. Like, with Caitlyn, though, specifically, all of her final four guys have a personality. Yeah. And, like, he doesn't. I mean, maybe that's his thing, like. It's great that you love animals, but your personality cannot be that, like, I'm, like, I love my dog, you know? But I think he might be attracted to the kind of woman who has a personality. So yeah. It's, oh, I feel bad. Uh, I don't know. But, like, there are mixes of people that, you know, like, where it's like, well, somebody's more reserved and one is, like, more, like, flamboyant. Um, I don't know. I haven't. I don't know. We should have done that. Before. We'll check on him. We'll check I'll on check. him and we'll let you guys know. But I'm not, I don't feel terrible for him, but he is a mystery to me. Maybe he's, just yeah. A guy that like fucks around. Um, but maybe it's that he's amazing and he just hasn't found himself. And he just <laughs> hasn't found the right person. That's fine. You know, <laughs> you know who has found his person is Jared. Holy shit. Okay. Watching, I. Like, I'm shaking right now. I was shaking every time Jared and Caitlin were on screen together. I cannot, I cannot believe Jared was in Caitlin's final four. I mean, again, guys, like, married to Ashley I, one of Caitlin's best friends. I, I cannot believe that they were that close and it's so ins- I, like it's so hard to comprehend that Jared fell in love with Caitlin Bristow. Like it's so hard for me to think about that. Yeah, well, especially given who he ended up with, Jared. Out of all of these guys, we could probably do a whole podcast about Jared. Yes. He Maybe that's what we'll do next month. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, guys, we are searching for podcast. <laughs> No, it could be about Jared. Um, but, like, he is somebody who um, uh, surprised me the most on a second viewing. Mm. Especially given the journey that we have had with him. Oh, my gosh. Because he, um, first of all, like, we watched him kind of, like, lead on Ashley I for so long in Bachelor in Paradise and sort of be, like, like not forthcoming. My, my perception of Jared is somebody who kept Ashley I on a string. And the second that she became unavailable to him and lost her virginity to another man, he was like, no, well, that's not going to do. 
And then he came to her while she was in this seemingly happy relationship and was like, I love you. And I've always been in love with you. And we're supposed to be together. And you know what? They seem happy. Like, I, I don't mean to be judgmental of it, but I just see Jared as I, I've never really viewed Jared in a very, you know, great light. I guess I'll put it that way. <laughs> Neither have I for that reason. He's always sort of seemed sort of soft to me. Mm. Like, scared, um, not really willing to take risks. Like, sort of needing a stronger person to pull him through to mm. the other. Yeah. I watching this season was kind of a mind fuck for me because like do you remember the boxing episode yeah he, like picked everybody's ass and like he was hands down the most understanding of Nick coming onto the show <laughs> it, um, and Jared, again Nick and Jared best uh, friends <laughs> Nick yes Jared lived with Nick when Jared didn't like to have a job or any place to go. Like, <laughs> it's just... so and I remember like listening to a podcast interview where um, Nick was like jonesing to get on the show and he saw like a reality Steve photo leak of Jared like winning the, <laughs> the boxing contest. Like, cause he kept winning and kept winning. He got a concussion, but he was like such a badass during them. And then Nick was like, yeah, that guy looks so hard. I don't think I can go up against Jared. <laughs> Jared. Yes, you can. <laughs> Jared, I know. I know. It blew my mind, too. I, listen, this is like, I, all right, I'm about to say something really, really bad because anyone that's ever listened to this podcast knows that I love Ashley I and, like, she is, like, a, like also my number one up there with Kayla. Love her, love her, love her. Love her. I I feel worried that Jared's still in love with Caitlin. <laughs> no, Sarah. Are we sure? <laughs> yes, he is so into Ashley. Like, follow their TikTok. Like, he does all of the shit. Like, like Ashley and Jared just like love dumb shit. Yeah, they do. And like, Caitlin is silly, but she has taste. <laughs> <laughs> And I think that's the difference. And I think that, like, that's, like, beautiful for everybody. Like, Caitlin found her person. Jared found his person. I know. No, it's all great. Like, honestly, every single one of these people, like, I am happy for now because I do feel like they all found themselves. I'm not going to lie. I do worry about Sean B. He, it is something that keeps me up at night. I know that we'll get to him. But, yeah, no, I Jared, Jared has a beautiful life. You're right. I'm going insane. Let us move because 15 minutes till therapy. Okay, me. we've got to talk about Ben Higgins, who we can't, oh we haven't god. stopped talking about. Oh my god, again, we could have a whole season about Ben Higgins alone. Ben, Ben, it, Ben is when this, it, Ben changed, changed up. I know we always say that it was like Caitlyn's season, but I think that Caitlyn's season was like changed up the franchise a lot and because of the people that were in it and I think that Ben is a huge player I mean Ben Higgins changed a lot about this show (laughs) I like don't even know where to begin um I guess like the first time that he like fully got on my radar was during the sex talk Mm, with yes 
and he made this beautiful presentation and he like tied it into his relationship with Caitlin about how people fall in love and they make babies. Um, that I was just like, you are this like beautiful, sensitive soul who's also kind of suave and will like dip Caitlin and like, and like is funny, like makes like likes to joke around, like. Um, I think he is when I think about like how I wish religious people were. Mm. I think of Ben Higgins. Because, um, and we will get to this, like, or we can talk about it now. We have to talk about it now. (laughs) Okay. uh, Because we have, like, no time. Because there's Um, no time. Like, okay. So, Caitlin got a lot of flack for the season for sleeping with Nick. Like, like, horrible hate mail and just, like, terrible, um, horrible slurs that were, like, uh, hurled at her the entire time. Yeah. And I think the minute I was always in love with Ben during the season, but the minute that just like cemented to me what a genuine, amazing person he is, like I could genuinely cry right now thinking about it, was um, the women tell all and um, some gentleman, <laughs> I say that in quotes, it was like this investment banker guy came out and he said, I just think that Caitlin made disgraceful decisions. I think she made disgusting, disgraceful decisions. And I don't think that she took the responsibility of being a bachelorette seriously. And what Ben said was, because Ben is compassionate and perfect. And <laughs> was like, how long were you on the show? Because the people who got to know Caitlin knew that she was more about so much more than what you're reducing her to. And all I have to say is that I am so proud and grateful she was our bachelorette. And Ben is famously, because he came out saying it, saving himself for, he has had sex, but him and his current fiance are saving themselves. They're not going to have sex until marriage. But like the way it, it, he has that position and I respect that. But the fact that he respected Caitlin for who she was, and he didn't reduce her down to the fact that she had sex with somebody else. <laughs> and yeah. he just decided that she was this kind, empathetic, hilarious person and recognized her for who she was and said that he was proud to have her as her bachelorette made me just fall in love with him all over again. Like, He's, I he, I, Ben is just a really good person. He really is. And I, and I, I think we're lucky to have him as, like a male role model um, because I think he also is somebody who like is very, who likes to talk about his feelings and, and cares about growing. I mean, this was like a few years ago, but I remember he said something that kind of like his, his privilege showed and like Ashley Spivey kind of called him out on Twitter. And then instead of like having this like back and forth, he called her and he was like, I want to, I want to understand what you're saying and I want to learn from it. And she, and she came out and said like, I like guy like this is how it's done like this is how it's done you're like told that you're you know you're acting off of privilege and and maybe you're not realizing it and then this is somebody who wanted to educate themselves and learn what they did wrong so they could become better and I think that that is what Ben is all about (laughs) I completely agree I think you and I Sarah were both raised like quite religious and um you know we have 
been sort of like the system has kind of failed us in many ways. But when like people say, <laughs> sorry, I feel like I'm going to isolate a bunch of people when I say this. But when I think people say live Jesus, like Ben is an example of that. Yeah, I, I agree. I yeah. think he's like not judgmental at all. And I think he is just sort of this like sweet, loving, open soul who's willing to receive criticism and try yeah. to better and not be defensive and open and he's open and and I um, think that that's why him and Caitlin have been able to stay so close too because I think both of them mm-hmm. value growth 100%. personal growth yeah oh yeah yeah uh, very recently Nick Vial um he does these like AMAs on his Instagram all the time and something in a response to something that uh, a person asked him he was like nobody on this show is is really good no one's really bad no one is who they are be weary of anyone that looks perfect on this tv show because it's not genuine except ben higgins <laughs> he's like ben is the only person who is authentically himself on that show ben also at a time like when caitlin was like remember when this was and i know it was only 2014 but she was slut shamed terribly terribly recently. yeah and, like ben chose to be like this is an amazing soul like the fact that you guys you americans like (laughs) like yeah i know i know perversions is your stuff like she is an amazing person and like uh whatever just something really extra sweet. I'm so well. One, we're both so happy for Ben. He's engaged to um, a young woman who just seems ugh, just so. It, it seems as great as him. Everyone in the nation, in Bachelor Nation, like can't can only say great things about her. Um, so she was asked on Instagram during an AMA as well. What have you been listening to lately? What have you and Ben been listening to during quarantine? And she said, um, "If I'm being honest, by Caitlyn Preston." <laughs> I know. And I was like, this is just like, these are the people I want in my life. And I'm happy that they are. (laughs) So let's, because we have about eight minutes left, let's talk about Nick versus Sean. Because this is iconic. It is. It's one of the most iconic fights ever. I... I think that rewatching because I've I've never had really like a bad feeling towards Sean B. I think rewatching it, I was a little like, wow, he is freaking out. I think he's very controlling. I think that this. Yes. And that has kind of come out recently in light of their breakup. I do think, though, that this was a person who saw Caitlin before the show and was like, that's my girl. And he's a very motivated person. We know this like from his career in um, gym, like gyms and he's created like workout apps and all this stuff. He's very motivated. And I think he was not willing to give up until she was his girl because that's why he came. Like, like it's, it's like sort of like a double edged sword because you want somebody who's going to like fight for you and like love you and like, be like, no, I am here for you, but you don't want the kind of person who like idealizes you. Yeah, and- I mean, it's so hard to talk about this relationship now with Sean and Caitlin because they did, you know, of course, all relationships, you know, have have things that you have to work through. But she really doesn't talk badly about their time together. Like she, she 
I don't think she, she has a lot of respect for for their relationship because obviously yeah. I think it's something like Sean did have to deal with the fact that she did sleep with Nick prior to like um and that it was like the only thing that was discussed right. afterward and I think it was like such a roadblock for them um that like she understands and has a lot of again sensitivity and compassion for what he must have gone through so she's she does not want to disparage his his feelings about the batter. But upon watching it, it also became clear why they didn't work. <laughs> no, it, it, it became really clear. I mean, it was clear how why they felt in love and they had this, like, really intense chemistry. Everything about their relationship made sense re-watching this yeah. after the fact. And, and, you know, Nick, I mean, I don't think Nick came off great during this season. I really don't. I, I, I... I understand. I think I get now because, you know, I'm always like a Nick stan. Like I've like I and my my opinion of him has not changed. Like I still love him. I still am grateful for him. But I I don't think that he. I think Sean was very, you know, aggressive with him. But I mean, I think that he was like he knows how to tick people off. And he used that gift <laughs> during this season. He was a little bit more antagonistic during Caitlyn's season than probably he ever, like, than he was during Andy. Yeah. Certainly he was. And I think it, just because you and I have had such a journey with Nick, like, um, just by way of listening to his podcast and, like, understanding that he is, like, sort of this sweet, sensitive soul, I think that he, I feel like I'm making a lot of, uh, (laughs) rationalizations for bad male behavior but I do think that he liked Caitlyn so much and like his manipulation was shot was the equivalent of Sean's aggression yeah yeah no I think that you're right not an excuse but I think that both men were so into a girl I Alex I think you're so right I think what we saw were two men that fell in love with the same person and had to live together throughout that. That's exactly what we witnessed. And it's hard for me. Again, yeah, you're right. We don't want to like make excuses. (laughs) But it's hard for me to judge either of them for their feelings, right? Because that's what we're asking. That's what we're asking of them to do. Put yourself in the position of like being in love with somebody like yeah. very challenging I think like I the, know, the breakup between Caitlin and Nick was really hard to watch really hard to watch and and I think the only thing home to his family and watching them all sob because they don't want him to go and watching his 11 year old sister Sarah you and I both have a sister who's significant yeah. both of us like Bella was with Nick and watching her sob because she was just so devastated by the idea of him getting his heart broken again, like was really hard and like, let us know the context of what the stakes were about love again. So Nick, I mean, Nick and Sean are, are now both single. I mean, I, sometimes I do worry about Sean. I think he'll be fine. I don't think I need to let that worry seep in. I don't worry about Nick. I really do wish the best for him. I think he really, really does want somebody. I think he genuinely thought Vanessa was it. I I do, but yeah. and, And he will, and he will, he'll find someone. 
everyone will everyone will find what they need you know nick and ben are the kind of guys who like women love because they are they might have different approaches like nick is a little bit like grittier Mm. but like are just like sensitive and open and non-judgmental um yeah i think with nick i think we we talked about this on our dear friends uh taylor and uh Alyssa's podcast table flipping podcast everybody check it out uh we talked about kaylin bristow we love her so much love her love her but like nick is a little bit like you have to be this hot to ride the ride but he also seeks like a deep soul um yeah i do think that they're like open his mind yeah and I do think I think you're right I think that Nick and Ben in the same way like do care about about self-growth I think that Ben is like every day I'm growing and I think that Nick probably is like I've grown I get it I know the secrets of the world right it's like Nick needs to like let himself be able to learn more even though he comes from a place of wisdom like he needs a little bit more space through to be like okay you don't know everything because like (laughs) so many times that I will follow his Instagram story and I'll be like oh such great advice and then I'm also just like no 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 right right and then he gives other advice and I'm like Nick that was not the right thing to say um but guys thank you so much for following us during this whole journey we hope that everyone is staying safe staying well um and just yeah as always thank you so much for listening we can't tell you how much we appreciate it yes we really appreciate you and we uh are going to come back at you next month with another one of these special episodes um like in these weird times we're kind of conceptualizing what's what that's going to be but luckily the franchise has ample material for us so much material to work with (laughs) we'll probably reach out on instagram as well to get some of your opinions and what you want to hear let you prepare <laughs> yeah um all right guys alex talk to you soon everyone else talk to you soon love you all all right love you bye thanks for listening if you liked what you heard you can find us again wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts It's Allie. And we host the Rom-Com Review Podcast, P.S. I Love Rom-Com. Each week, we'll have incredible guests come and discuss a new rom-com, grand gestures, meet-cutes, and of course, that elusive chemistry. Mia, what are you doing holding that giant boombox over your head? I'm hoping to win over listeners with this grand gesture. Take us back! Find a new episode every week. And subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast. Brought to you by Campfire Media. Wow, you're uh, still holding that boombox. Yeah, I've got great upper body strength. Thanks, CrossFit. P.S. I love rom-coms. I love rom-coms. Campfire.